When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A warning before we start. This episode includes strong language and discussions about suicide. Out in Costa Rica at Teal Swan's Retreat Center, Philia, I met the people who shell out thousands of dollars to attend her workshop. And I met the people who leave their old lives behind to live with her. But there's a whole other side of Teal's universe, one that mostly exists online. I told you about the Teal tribe in the first episode. It's her fervent, active Facebook group. Spend a few moments on it, and you'll see that people often post about what they want out of life and ask advice on how to get it. They post about their adoration of Teal and ask her for her sage wisdom. But people also post about depression, anxiety, and trauma constantly. And this online community isn't self-contained. The Teal Tribe affects people's lives out in the real world. It impacts people's lives who aren't even in this group, like Sarah Mooney. I mean, I've never met Teal personally. Um, I just know that she had a big hand in meddling in my marriage. She told me what it's like to be married to someone active in the Teal Tribe. You know, not that I completely blame her because I was not married to her, obviously. Um, but for somebody to think it's okay to lead astray some person who has a wife and children at home because right. they want them for their own whatever is just messed up. And I spoke with her ex-husband, Todd. It's un- unfortunate that still to this day that she feels Teal and the group and people are, are responsible for our, our dissolution of our marriage, but it's just unfortunately not true. In this episode, we're exploring Teal's broader influence, how she's affected Sarah and Todd and members of the Teal tribe, and how she's affected me. I'll finally go through Teal's signature healing process. How are you feeling with it now? Uh, tense, stressed, not good. (laughs) Okay, that's good. You're doing great. And I'll talk to Teal about her plans for treating the people in her community who are struggling emotionally. You get to pick from this person who is going to kill themselves today if you don't answer them, this person who's going to kill themselves today if you don't answer them. I'm Jennings Brown with Gizmodo, and this is The Gateway. Part 4. Tribe. guys what's up it's Todd so what a week so I've been going through some stuff I'd ask if you Todd Mooney posted this video dispatch on the Teal Tribe Facebook group in November 2014 um, he'd been an active member of the group for over a year so I'm breaking up with my wife completely uh, we've been together for four years married for two 
we have a 19 month old little girl and she's three months pregnant but um we're just not right for each other I reached out to Todd and his ex-wife, Sarah, because I'd heard that Teal had played a role in disrupting their marriage. I thought it might help me understand what kind of an influence Teal had over her followers and their families. Todd says Teal and the group only gave him support and validation. But Sarah, she has a different perspective. At the time, the couple were living just outside Boston. They had a two-year-old daughter, and Todd had a son from a previous relationship they were raising together. Sarah always knew Todd was a seeker. At first, he was open about his involvement in Teal Tribe. When he'd do video chats with other Teal Tribers, Sarah would sometimes wave in the background with their baby. But around 2014, Sarah noticed a shift. He started becoming very, like, kind of secretive about who he was talking to and what he was doing. Sarah wasn't concerned until the first Teal Swan workshop that Todd went to in August 2014. Todd had volunteered for the event, which started on a Saturday, and he told her he'd be back the next day. He left for three days, and I had no idea where he was, or what he was doing, and he's never done that to me before. She was worried. She tried everything to get in touch with Todd. Phone, email, Facebook message. We've always had a very transparent relationship wherein we always knew where each other were and who we were with and what we were doing. And he was supposed to be home on a Sunday. He came home on a Tuesday. Um, and the next day, he told me he was leaving me. And the reason he was leaving me and our family was because he had a one-on-one with Teal Swan about how our vibration is not a good fit or a good match, um, and that he is much more of a spiritual being and should be doing work in the spiritual world instead of having a family. See, this is the thing. Any any conversation or interaction that I've truly had with Teal about my own shit, it's already been things that I've already known, you know? Sometimes I need a little validation. Like, I trusted her input, but it wasn't because of Teal that I broke up my relationship. Todd had been emailing with Teal and Blake, that's Teal's business partner, for months. But they hadn't all met in person until the workshop, where Todd helped Blake run a live stream of the event. The way Todd tells it, the Monday after the workshop ended, He was at a lunch with Teal and a few others when he just said to her, my relationship is basically over, isn't it? And um, she just said yes. Todd told Sarah he wanted a divorce. Then they continued living together for a few months while they were figuring out the next step. And during that time, Sarah says Todd became obsessive, just spending all day and all night online. He started um, secretly staying at home in our room, like just online with Teal and all of her followers. All day, all night, that's all he did. He was completely obsessed. He didn't pay any attention to our family. But he wasn't just talking to Teal on Facebook. I came home one day and he was laying on the floor and I asked him what he was doing. And he said he was having a conversation with Teal Swan in his mind, like Mm. telepathically. Um, And I kicked him in the head and I told him he was a fucking idiot. Todd wanted Sarah to watch Teal's videos too. But she just didn't understand what he saw in them. She has no training whatsoever. She has no, other than being like a self-proclaimed spiritual worker, she's nothing. Things got really bad for Sarah. She says Todd quit his job without telling her. Sarah only found out when she saw a video he posted on Facebook in the middle of the day recorded from their bedroom. When she confronted him, he said he was working from home. So I um, called his work and asked for him 
And his boss said to me, oh, Todd hasn't worked here in almost six weeks. I almost fell on the floor and died. Literally. When I talked to Todd, he said he didn't leave Sarah because of Teal and that he did tell Sarah when he quit his job. He was already unhappy, and Teal and the Teal tribe just validated those feelings. When I was going through the thick of it with uh, with my ex-wife, it was uh, it was a, a safe space for me where I could go and, and speak and, and talk to people that understood, you know, just generally what I was going through. And you weren't judged, and you weren't, you know, trolled. It was just, it was a beautiful thing. In the Teal tribe, Todd could be his true, weird, spiritual self. Hell, he could speak his own language. Literally, he had his own special language. He calls it his light language. It's kind of like speaking in tongues. Todd never felt comfortable doing it around anyone. That is, until Teal told him in an email she understood it. And I imagine that made him feel pretty special. So he decided to share it in the Teal tribe. Here's a video he posted in the group. Hey, everyone. It's uh, Todd. So I'm making this video today because I actually, I speak a light language uh, that I've spoken pretty much my whole life, off and on. I always thought I was a little crazy when I was younger, but it, there's definitely a lot of meaning to it. And um, it's my time to start sharing it with a broader audience. So um, I love you, and I hope this is beneficial to you. Todd says Teal told him other things over email, like they knew each other in a past life. In the emails, Todd addresses her as Divine Mother. After telling Sarah he wanted a divorce, Todd went to a couple more of Teal's workshops. In September, he flew out to volunteer at one in LA, and in October, he went to one in Salt Lake City. Teal Fawn told him that he could quit his job and that he would be a part of her Teal I team um, and that he could, you know, work remotely from wherever and help put on these um, workshops that she was doing. But he would have to travel. We don't have money for him to travel. He emptied out our bank account, and I wasn't sure what he was going to do. He was talking about moving into a commune in um, Utah or Iowa or somewhere out west. Todd denies that Teal offered him a job with her team. And he didn't end up moving into a commune like some of the people he met out in Philia. He moved in with his parents. And Sarah had to move back in with her parents. After Todd separated from his wife, after their second child was born, he struggled with depression. He found out about some of the controversy surrounding Teal, and he pulled away from the group. This was around the time when more people were blogging about Teal, accusing her of being dangerous and taking advantage of people. After reading about all this, Todd posted something on his Facebook page he'd ultimately regret. I think it was something along the lines of, like, we're going to see her burn or something like that. I said something like that, you know, because I felt that, you know, with every all the shit that was going on, that she was going to go down. And, you know, Blake had reached out to me and that, you know, she, she never thought that I would go against her, you know, and it was... That fucking hurt. Like, it it really hurt. And I, I look grateful. I truly am. Because I have zero ill will towards her. I just don't. He was kicked out of the Teal Tribe Facebook group, essentially exiled from Teal's world. And it's like, you know, it's like, like the death of a loved one. 
I just, you know, I would love to just resolve things with her and get back on good standing because uh, I love her, you know, she misses and uh, it just, uh, it, it sucks not to be part of their lives to be true. I've heard and seen a few stories like Todd's. Someone posts something that's questioning Teal's authority or her principles and they are exiled. Talking to Sarah about what happened with Todd and his involvement in Teal Tribe and what happened to their marriage, she seemed pretty baffled. All she knew was that one day her husband went to Teal's workshop, and then he came back, asked for a divorce, quit his job, and left her pregnant with their second child. When I met Todd, he was a very loving, attentive, amazing person. And as soon as he met Teal and got into this whole Teal Swan crap, um, he just became a complete stranger to me, basically. Todd leaned on the Teal Tribe during a time when he was going through a divorce and found a lot of support there. But many people come to Teal Tribe in a much more vulnerable state than Todd was in. There are hundreds of posts from people saying they want to end their lives. I'll tell you more about this after the break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Looking through Todd's hundreds of posts and comments on the Teal Tribe, I can see how much support he was getting from the group. But a lot of people who are asking for support, they're really struggling. Browsing through the Teal Tribe, I see hundreds of posts from people saying they want to take their own lives or asking questions about suicide. Here's a recent post. It has big white letters on a magenta background, and it says, Do you agree with Teal that suicide is a reset button? There are 96 comments offering a whole range of opinions, and many of them are saying yes. I don't know if anyone in the group has died by suicide directly because of Teal's teachings, but I do know that at least two people took their lives shortly after posting about suicide on the Teal Tribe group. There was a 22-year-old man. I'll call him Max. He was an active member from October 2014 until he died by suicide April 2015. Hours before he died, he posted on Teal Tribe about all the sadness he was feeling. At the end of the post, he wrote that he thought he wanted to take his life that day. I saw that his sister was also in the group. I reached out to her. Hi, is this is Kara. Hi. Uh, hey, this is Jennings. How are she you? told me her brother struggled throughout his life. He had eczema, a skin disease, and he had trouble making friends. Then, when he was around 20, he got involved in the Teal Tribe. There was a point where he was really into it and watching all of our videos and stuff, and even my dad was concerned about it, so he started watching the videos just to make sure it wasn't some dumb cult or anything. He posted about how much he loved the community and how much he connected with Teal. He encouraged his sister to join. She did, but she wasn't very active. It seems like a cult to me, and I don't, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> what about it strikes you as a cult? I see how people 
respond to her or react to her, and the way they react to her makes it seem like a cult, like she's a god to them or something. Regardless, she thinks he made a lot of friends there, and they helped him through tough times. He even started dating someone he met in the group. I believe that's how they met, though. Just because she posted something about her wanting to commit suicide. Kara says Max commented on the woman's post, trying to help her get through it. And a romance budded from that. But she says that relationship was tumultuous and only made things worse. I wondered, what is the effect of bringing together all these raw nerves rubbing against each other? People with suicidal ideation. Studies show that suicidal behavior can be contagious. But there's a whole lot about suicide we still don't know. We know that folks at risk of suicide might connect with other people who are also feeling badly. They might connect with other people who are also uh, considering a death by suicide, and, and they might support each other in that. April Foreman studies suicidal behavior, and she focuses on the intersection of suicide prevention and social media. She's a suicidologist. What do we do with them? What interventions work? You know, people are still guessing and speculating on that. The facts are we just don't know. We don't know because of how little research we've done on suicide. Like, shockingly little. Suicide research gets funded at the same rate of research on smallpox. Do you know how many Americans have died by smallpox in the last 20 years? I don't. Zero. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death. The 10th leading cause. And with internet forums like Teal Tribe, people can post their suicide notes and thoughts online. Can that inspire more suicidal behavior? I hoped April could weigh in on whether it's dangerous for people to talk about suicide in an internet forum without any moderation. Everyone is always nervous about the dangers of people talking about suicide without a grown-up in the room or whatever, without a trained professional, without someone being responsible. I think that, that we don't know that that's necessary. I thought she would be a little more concerned. And I think this just shows that there are major misconceptions about suicide. Misconceptions that make suicide this taboo subject, that create this void in helping people with suicidal thoughts. A void that Teal is filling with her teachings. I also thought that April would recommend that these people see licensed professionals. But she said there's a good chance that even they may not be properly trained. Let's say that these folks who were in this internet group all left tomorrow and all went to see a licensed mental health care provider. Um, Jennings, what, what are the chances that they're going to see a licensed provider who is as sympathetic and who is well-trained? Research is really, really consistent that nine out of 10, nine out of 10 psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers could not pass a basic uh, competency exam on how to assess risk, do a safety plan, do an intervention. If it's so hard to find good help, it makes sense to me that people would want to turn to whatever they can find on the internet that works for them. And Teal, she offers answers for people. People are welcome to accept advice about their care from wherever they want, even if this is a person who uh, are making claims that aren't, um, you know, aren't evidence-based, that aren't consistent, that aren't reliable, and that might be dangerous. People are welcome to do that. April said it's hard to blame Teal when we as a society haven't provided clear and robust enough options for people who are struggling with suicidal thoughts. But she did weigh in on the advice that Teal gave to Leslie, one of her first followers, before Leslie took her own life. How do you feel about this whole notion of, like, if you are suffering, you have to commit to life or commit to death? 
Uh, uh, that doesn't match how human beings actually behave. And I don't know, uh, anybody who says that just doesn't pay attention to data. And that's unfortunate. Um, most people who die by suicide at the time of their suicide attempts, and we know this and it's from multiple, um, research, the data tells us that nobody is ever 100% committed to living or 100% committed to dying. It's a mix. And even in the middle of a suicide attempt, part of you wants to live. Remember, April said that suicide is the 10th leading cause of death. About 45,000 Americans die every year from suicide, and more than 1 million people attempt it every year, according to the CDC. That's about two attempted suicides in the U.S. every minute of the day. Teal says she wants her videos to reach people when they're having suicidal thoughts. It was one of the first things she told me at her center in Costa Rica. I specifically try to go for tags and things like that that get to capture that audience. Mm -hmm. When you're in a desperate state, it's, you're not, it's not sophisticated. Mm -hmm. People, like, when they're in that state, they type in shit like, I just lost my mother, what the fuck do I do? So, right. like, even when we're doing videos, like, we'll add things like that so that if someone's suicidal or if somebody's just had a breakup or whatever, that's the video that comes up. Those are ripe for becoming dedicated, loyal consumers of her products. Justin Oliger is a former member of Teal's Inner Circle. He used to do PR for Teal. He lives near me in Brooklyn, so we met up to talk about Teal's influence, her marketing strategy, including targeting people with suicidal thoughts and behavior. She just wants to share that market. Sorry, that's overly cynical, but <laughs> that's a market. Like <laughs> Suicidal people? Yeah. I don't mean to demean that, that, but I mean, like, that's, she's a self-interested economic force. <laughs> that's a market. She wants it. Justin says Teal wants that market. And her message connects with people who have suicidal thoughts. People like Max, the 22-year-old who died by suicide hours after posting his intent to take his life that day. I looked into another Teal tribe member's death. I'll call her Jane. She was 18 years old when she died. On her Facebook page, there's a portrait of Teal Swan she made with colored pencils. Her profile also shows that one of her favorite quotes is by Teal. Your external reality is just merely a reflection of your internal reality. Jane was active in the Teal tribe for about a year and a half and posted more than 100 times in the group. In one from January 2016, she referenced the notion of repressing and recovering memories. She writes, You'd be surprised as to how much we refuse to remember because of our trauma. This is something I see a lot of in the Teal tribe, this notion that your mind can repress traumatic memories. Then she describes moments of dissociation, forgetting who she is. In that same post, she writes, I don't feel much of anything anymore, but I do know that I need to go home somehow. Home is in quotes. Then two months later, she posted, I attempted to commit suicide for the first time tonight. All of those that know the pain of suicide, please tell me about your experiences. The post includes an image of a woman with her fingers up to her head, like a gun. There are 36 comments. People write that they care, that they know how she feels. And they share their own stories of struggling with suicidal thoughts. Two people share Teal's video on suicide titled, I want to kill myself. Parentheses, what to do if you're suicidal. Feeling suicidal, having suicidal thoughts, attempting suicide, or committing suicide are all symptoms. They're symptoms of a deeper underlying cause, a root trauma or wound. 
It is that root trauma, that underlying cause, which needs our unconditional presence. 16 days later, Jane was found by police in a Walgreens parking lot. She was pronounced dead on the scene from an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. Of course, we can't know how being a part of Teal Tribe might have helped or hurt her. But it did seem like she was doing some of Teal's processes, like she mentioned recovered memories in one of her posts. The people in Teal Tribe are there for the community, but it's also clear that they adore Teal. Max wrote about the connection he felt with her. He said she was in his dreams. Todd calls her Divine Mother. Jane made a portrait of Teal and posted it on Facebook. Her followers view her as more than just a leader. Some see her as a sort of savior. But some people who have left her community, they see her as something entirely different. So yes, I think she's the leader of a cult, but I think more so that she's the leader of a religion and that we need to be anthropologically sensitive to that in the way that we would treat Christianity. That's what I have to say about that. This is Justin again, who used to do PR for Teal. I think that if we look at Teal as like a brand and a religion, those are the two areas where you're, in my opinion, you'll get the most bang for your buck in terms of trying to understand the whole phenomena. Um, so, so Teal is definitely the Pope. Um, slash the object of adoration, however you want to look at it. Um, she has a sacrament. It's known as CP, <laughs> um, completion process. Um, and she has a clergy. She has a priesthood. And those are those who are initiated in, 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 into the CP. The completion process practitioners. Those are the people who Teal trains in her signature process. Where does the, uh, uh, the, the Teal Tribe Facebook group fit in? The church? Yeah. yeah. Congregation. Congregation. But it's like... It's a cyber congregation, yeah. With so many people making the comparison, I decided to reach out to someone who understands cults, Stephen Hassan. The mind is very influenceable, and so the information and experiences that we're getting in person or virtually through the internet have a dramatic impact on our brain and on our emotions and on our beliefs. Hassan is a mental health counselor and an expert in mind control and, well, cults. I'm not saying that Teal is a cult leader, and Teal told me she's not a cult leader. But I thought maybe Hassan could help me understand her influence. So my producer Jessica and I drove up to meet him at his office in Massachusetts. So we go up there. Shoes off, or? Huh? You don't need, uh, just wipe your shoes. Hassan spent years in the controversial Unification Church. He pulls from his experience as a leader in the group and his own research on the psychology of destructive cults. He understands the potential dangers of following a charismatic spiritual leader. When there's an authority figure who says, I can read minds, I can, you know, I know the ancient wisdoms, I've lived many lifetimes, etc. If you accept that presupposition, you give over your ability to challenge that. Teal does claim to be an authority figure. She says she was born with extrasensory abilities, like clairvoyance and clairsentience. She can see auras. She can see into your past, and claims to have shared previous lives with several followers, including Todd and Leslie's husband, John. And she can access the Akashic Records, which, according to some New Age communities, are the records of every thought and event that has ever happened or will happen. In her videos, she's in front of a trippy, calming background and speaking in a soothing, almost monotone voice.
I sent a couple of Teal's videos to Hassan to watch before my visit. And even though she's talking about some pretty jarring things like suicide and abuse, he says the delivery itself is actually boring in its droniness. He says it can induce a trance. You zone out, but you don't realize you're still absorbing the information. I watched a couple of Till Swan's videos, and she had uh, a, a very hypnotizing backdrop of water that was just flowing. Some of Teal's videos have a digital background image of water behind her. Like her video on suicide titled, I Want to Kill Myself. She's in front of a lake, and the sun is setting behind her. It can elicit hypnotic effects if somebody is sitting there, um, especially if they're doing hour after hour, video after video. And, and, and what I look for with hypnotic videos is not just the visual stuff, but also the words and what kind of linguistic formations are being used. So if I come across her videos on YouTube and I watch a lot of them and they're this sort of like hypnotic and whatnot, I could be affected. Yes. <laughs> yeah, the answer is yes. The thing is, is that it's not going to affect everybody and make them a true believer. I he said most people might see a Teal video and think it's strange and move on, like Sarah Mooney, who didn't understand what her husband saw in those videos. But then there's people like Todd. Others who maybe have uh, uh, having an existential crisis or maybe some death of a loved one, and they're struggling around what is life, what is death, what is the meaning of my life, uh, divorce. People are stressed out. People are wanting solutions. And confident individuals saying, I know what needs to happen, are very powerful. Teal told me she's in the business of helping people. But as a spiritual leader, there's no regulation over the information she puts out there or the potential consequences of her influence over her followers. One of the more disturbing videos that I watched of Teal Swans had to do with imagining you're, that you're dead. The video Hassan is referring to, it's a YouTube version of the death meditation I saw in Costa Rica. So what I want you to be doing for this little exercise is I, I want you to imagine that you're dead. So we're all gonna get suicidal for a moment. And I want you to fully, fully feel it and visualize it. That for, you know, I don't know any mental health professional that would advise a technique like that. Even on a one-on-one -on -one session, much less on a video that goes out to anybody, because everybody's going to react differently. You don't know if somebody had a friend who committed suicide. There's so many variables. A meditation where you imagine your death and think about what you want to accomplish in life in front of Teal and surrounded by her facilitators, that's one thing. But she is drawing in people who are alone in their homes, in front of a screen, having suicidal thoughts, and asking them to fully sink in to the feeling of dying. Teal isn't stopping at just videos of her teachings. She's expanding. She has a plan for all her followers who are coming to her for help with their grief and suicidal thoughts. I want a place where it does not matter what time of night it is. It doesn't matter where you are on the planet. You can connect in there and you can get help immediately. After the break, we'll learn about Teal's signature therapy method, the completion process.
Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I want to give people the experience of having my email account, my public email account, just for a day. This is from my interview with Teal in Costa Rica. You get to pick from this person who escaped from the sex trade down in a foreign country and has now lost their two children and needs you to answer their question about how to get their children back. This person who is going to kill themselves today if you don't answer them. This person who's going to kill themselves today if you don't answer them. This person whose entire family just got killed in a car wreck. So, okay, that's just four emails. That would take me, by myself, all day to answer four of those emails in depth in a way where I could actually give them something that they could work with, not just some dumb band-aid. We've got 300 of those a day. So Teal created a platform specifically for these people. I don't have a team that can do that. So what we gave rise to is this idea of completionprocess.com. This process is, you know, it's people who are capable of really holding space and doing the work around these types of issues. But the dynamic that I wanted built into the site was any time around the clock, care. The completion process is Teal's signature therapy method. It's an 18-step technique for identifying and healing root traumas. She told me that the idea for the website began forming around 18 years ago. In my teen years, for example, I'm 15 years old, my parents are asleep, I'm by myself upstairs thinking about killing myself with no friends whatsoever and no way to reach out. And, and my vision for this was, I want a place where it does not matter what time of night it is, it doesn't matter where you are on the planet, you can connect in there and you can get help immediately. And so we're, we're literally in the process right now of building that. A place that you can call anytime, anywhere to get help? That sounds like the suicide prevention lifeline to me. But she doesn't think that's a good enough option. Have you called a crisis or a suicide hotline? I <laughs> I promise it will get better. You should probably take yourself to the emergency room. That's what you're going to get. They don't know what to say. What do you get on completionprocess.com? You're feeling this way for a valid reason. Let's go into why you're feeling this way. Are you feeling this way because of a relationship that you have? Are you feeling this way because of something that happened? If it's something that happened, let's actually go into it. Take the emotion you're feeling right now and go back to the first time you felt this emotion. Let's create some resolution there, which we can actually do. And based off of that, we know what you need. How can we use that to change something about your life? Do you want to stay where you're living? Do you want to have a different house? Do you not make money? How could we make money? I mean, it's entire, it's like a whole different strategy. To be clear, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline is the leading resource for suicide prevention, and it helps a lot of people. If someone wants to talk, they're there to listen, and they're trained to help people stay alive. And this view that the cause of suicidality is just circumstantial doesn't take into account biological factors, like chemical imbalance and brain structure and function. But with the completionprocess.com, she is essentially trying to create an alternative to the Lifeline. Teal hosts training retreats at her affiliate center in Costa Rica for people to become Teal Certified Completion Process Practitioners. 
It costs $2,600. Hi everyone, I am so excited to announce that I have been accepted by Teal Swan to train with her to become a certified completion process practitioner. Some people have to crowdsource the funds to go. If you've never heard of the completion process before, it's a modality of therapy that's being used to heal emotional traumas and post-traumatic stress disorder. So by going to this training- And what does it take to become a practitioner? They have to come to a training. I have to train them how to do this work and make sure they can do it. I already pretty much know they're capable before I invite them. That's why some people get it and some people don't. Mm -hmm. I know when people are ready for this. But I will not certify them. I, ha I, I actually had one where I didn't certify five, which was really a disappointment. But, yeah, why I will not certify people if they're not ready for this work. If I watch them damaging or being too weak in some aspect. I've read her book on the completion process. It's basically an instruction manual on how to go through each step of her healing method. I still didn't fully understand it. I knew people were focusing on childhood trauma and learning new things about their past, but I didn't really know how that worked. I figured the only way to get it is to do it. So I found someone online through Teal's website and booked a session. The day before doing the process, I had to fill out a questionnaire. Test, 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 test. I'm in my apartment. Have I ever been to therapy or counseling before? No. Do you have any problems or worry about intimacy? Yes. Please name all the medications you are currently taking. None. Vitamin D. I don't think that counts. <clears throat> I can't help that I'm a mole person burrowing through the city. The questions seem like basic pre-therapy questions, for the most part. How familiar are you? <laughs> How familiar are you with Teal Swan's work? Not at all. Somewhat familiar. Very familiar. Explain. I am producing a podcast about Teal Swan and her work. Here we go. My first stab at therapy. There are about 75 practitioners to choose from on Teal's site. I decided on Melissa Sariano. To me personally, um, when I help people through the completion process, it feels amazing. I feel like a high, like I'm going through it myself again. Melissa lives in Queens with her husband, kid, and a little pug. During the week, she homeschools her child. And on the weekends, she has a handful of regular completion process clients who she sees over Skype. She charges $100 for an hour-long session, which is about average for a practitioner. I feel like I should light a candle. Hi, how are you? Great. Good. I know that some people who use Teal's therapy methods sometimes come to believe their parents abused them. No, no, I'm sorry. My relationship with my parents is healthy, so I was nervous. So how do I sure. how do I start? So what's your goal for the session? Do you have any particular thing that you want to work through? Are you particularly triggered in any way right now? Um right now, um I guess the one thing I'm sort of struggling with in life is um Connection, relationships, uh, you know, commitment. As for being triggered, um, triggering, uh, the, the first thing that comes to mind is when I was out at the Philia Center, uh, people were uh, screaming. They were doing, I think, inner child work, and there was, you know, it was getting emotional. And Triggering is a big focus in Teal's work. She says if you're triggered, having a negative emotional reaction to something, 
there must be a root trauma behind it. In her book on the completion process, Teal wrote that the root trauma is always something that happened before age eight. I thought of a more recent triggering. Earlier that morning, I was riding a bus and feeling claustrophobic. It was crowded and there was a kid falling on me. I almost got off at the next stop to walk. That's, I guess, something a lot of maybe New Yorkers deal with. I don't know, but I don't know if that counts as, as triggering. I don't know. I'm, I'm having trouble. It does. Okay. Yeah. Okay. It does, especially if it's bringing up some sort of negative emotion in you. So let's go into that. We probably can go into that now. Can okay. you um, think about how that makes you feel right now? Melissa asked me to close my eyes, go into the emotion, and describe how I'm feeling in the moment in my apartment on Skype with her. She's comforting and validating throughout. So continue to sink into that, inviting it to become stronger like a drug taking over you, not needing it to change, but just validating it. And give yourself the mental message that you have every right to feel that way. How are you feeling with it now? Uh, tense, stressed, not good. <laughs> okay, that's good. You're doing great. So continue to breathe that in. And try not to fight it, just sink into it. Mm. Whenever you're ready, ask yourself, when was the first time you felt this? Just allow the feeling to bring the memory up to you. A memory pops into my head. I'm like seven years old, and my twin cousins stuff me into a clothes hamper upside down. Even though I didn't want to think about my family, this is the first place my mind goes. Melissa wants me to focus on the feeling of the seven-year-old me, to give him the healing he needed back then. What are you feeling now as a seven-year-old? Still, I just feel like I don't, I don't belong. I'm not, I'm not on their level. Kind of alone. Continue, continue feeling that. Continue validating your child self. It's weird thinking about this memory of my cousins bullying me. It just pops into my head. I don't think I've ever thought about it before. And then I flush it out. I picture my childhood bedroom in Texas. They left me there alone, upside down, stuck, crying. Melissa encourages me to have a conversation with seven-year-old me. What did he say to you, if anything? He's a little confused. Yeah, I would imagine. Um, confused about who you are, or? Yeah, and, and just. Let him know who you are, that you're his future self, and you're there to help him. After I give him what he needs, someone to have his back, Melissa asks me to reintegrate, to merge my healed child self with my current self. The whole session lasts an hour. And whenever you're ready, you can come into the present moment. And you can okay. open your eyes slowly. Wow. That went by really fast, too. Yes, you did great, actually. I was, to be honest with you, I was going to be, a, I was a little worried that <laughs> you might, you know, be, <laughs> since it's your first time, that you might go into dissociation and try to distract yourself, but you did great. I did great? I avoided dissociation, but I came out of it with this new painful memory. This story of being put in the hamper. I've been fixating on it since this session. I wonder how many people who do this process have new painful memories to grapple with. This is the main healing method that Teal offers her followers. 
A completion process practitioner asks you about the last time you felt triggered, like feeling claustrophobic on a bus. And then you go back to the earliest time you felt that way, and you retroactively comfort yourself. And remember, Teal says that root traumas occur before the age of eight. So if you can only think of memories from your teen years, the practitioner might ask you to go deeper into your past to find an earlier memory. The point is to give your past self the healing you needed back then and reintegrate to heal that wound today. It's similar to other therapy methods, but Teal says she's not a therapist. She's not regulated as a therapist, and the completion process isn't regulated either. In doing this work, encouraging people to go deeper into a past they can't remember, that might be where some of these recovered memories come from. I didn't recover a memory of sexual abuse, but I know some of Teal's followers do. Teal recently launched the Completion Process website. It's supposed to eventually be a place where you can chat with a practitioner 24 hours a day. Why are practitioners and you better equipped to help people who are suicidal than whoever you're going to call on the suicide lifeline? Because I am selecting for people who know exactly how to talk to people like that. I'm selecting for people that understand that if you have those types of emotions, you have to go towards them, not away from them. But like, how do I know that you are able to determine who is, has the capacity for that? What are you the best at? It's like my best skill. Yeah. Um, I hope it's writing. How do I know that you're a good judge of writing? I mean, you don't have to, but if I have a really shitty blog post, it's not someone's life on the line. If you were grieving because you lost someone you love, would you rather talk to somebody who learned about it at school or somebody who had actually gone through it? I feel like it'd, it'd probably be easier to connect with somebody who is uh, who has been through something. But, but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily qualified to help me get through that. Why am I qualified? Yeah. Um, because I did try to commit suicide multiple times and have been suicidal for the majority of my life. And I know exactly how to talk myself down off a fucking ledge. Well, that works for you. but how? It works for everybody I've stepped around. Everybody you've... Yeah, unless, unless they really don't want to be here. So why should I go to you? Because I feel like I have the answer. You feel like you have the answer? Yeah, I feel like I have the answer. And how does that... And I have a lot of people who have written and said that I do, so... That's true. Thousands of her followers think she's qualified to help them because she feels like she has the answers and because she's been there, because she's learned how to deal with her suicidal thoughts, because her childhood experiences were horrific and she's open about it. It encourages others to come to her with the darkness in their lives. If someone can go through the darkness and, and like see the light, then like anyone can because she was so her Her story is just unbelievable. Like it's just she went through fucking hell, like actual hell. In the next episode of The Gateway, we'll explore this hell that Teal experienced and how it shapes what she does with her followers today. Things are going to get really dark and really strange. If you or someone you know is having suicidal thoughts, you can speak with someone by confidentially contacting the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255 or the Crisis Text Line at 741-741. Both provide free anonymous support 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You've been listening to a Gizmodo podcast, hosted by me, Jennings Brown. 
The Gateway is produced by Jessica Glazer and Emily Pontecorvo at Fusion Media Group and edited by Barry Finkel of Pineapple Street Media. Additional production help by Levi Sharp and Mitra Kaboli. Mondana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Editorial oversight by Kelly Bourdais. Original score and mixing by Hannes Brown. Special thanks to Jenna Weiss-Berman, Mario Aguilar, Marina Galperina, and Susie Banacarum. If you have any information you'd like to share about Teal Swan, please email us at thegateway@gizmodo.com or leave a message at 315-888-1654. 